Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we also accept text messages at 870-870. Comes here right to our little broadcast area. Today we're on the balcony at Bridgeside Marina overlooking Caminata Pass where there are Oh, probably close to 700 kayaks and fishermen who are looking for the biggest bull red. So far, we have watched a couple of the chase boats come in. They had kind of a small, I wouldn't exactly call it a a bull. It was probably around maybe 25, 26 inches. But since then, we've had two larger fish brought in, one of them pretty good size. Uh, Maybe they're starting to get that little run on the redfish. In this last hour of the program, we're going to be taking you out there into the pass and talking to some of the contestants getting reports live and direct and seeing what exactly is going on out there as they fish. If you were tuned in just before the start, right at 7 o'clock or just before 7 o'clock when the tournament kicked off, you heard us talking with one of the contestants, Sarah Giles. She joins us now. She's out in the bay participating in the rodeo. Uh, Sarah, was that one of your fish that just brought in here? But uh, nothing yet. (laughs) <laughs> well, you still got the skunk going, but, uh, you know, there's still a long way to go today. Have you seen any fish landed or fought near you? Um, I haven't. We, uh, we're out near that mouth of the inlet. We got some birds working, though, and uh, some bait pushing through, so uh, I'm hopeful. You know, it seems to be the, the, the mode of operation here is uh, just get out there, drop anchor, and throw the line out and kind of wait for the fish to come to you rather than go for the fish. And I guess that's probably out of courtesy to the other boaters. I mean, with that many boats and that small of a pass, uh, it could cause some interference and tanglements and who knows what. Right. Yeah, definitely, especially this morning when everyone was uh, getting anchored up. It can be a little chaotic because people think they're anchored, but they're actually drifting. Uh, But everybody's pretty courteous and tries to help out and give each other uh, as much space as they can. And then, yeah, like you said, stay put once once you're set. It looks to me like the tide has fallen. Are you getting an outgoing tide right now? Has a tendency to pull you towards the gulf out of the pass? Uh, yeah, definitely getting some of that. We had some troubles anchoring uh, this morning. My friend Jeff actually flipped over his anchor grabbed underneath his kayak and yeah since the tide was pulling him out it rolled him really quickly um so it's it's pushing through i've seen it worse but it, it's definitely moving well outside of that uh it looks pretty calm out there and skies look pretty good so it looks like this tournament's going to you know probably at least go for most of the the duration schedule till the two o'clock weigh-in yeah it's uh it's probably going to get pretty hot out here i've got my hat on and uh <laughs> My sun gloves, um, usually around 1 o'clock, gets pretty rough. Uh, not exactly a whole lot of action always around that time. And, but, uh, yeah, hopefully, like you said, the weather uh, is nice, so should should be able to fish it all the way through. Now, tell me about your, your kayak. Tell me you have one of the high-tech latest version kayaks you use, right? 
I do. I used to have a very not high tech <laughs> kayak. It was a little hundred and fifty dollar Pelican from Academy, but now I have a Hurricane Sweetwater uh, one twenty six. It weighs fifty two pounds, so I'm able to load it on and off my car by myself. And uh, this is my first time taking it out in some some pretty good swells. We got probably about two or three foot rollers coming through here, and it's it's handling them great, nice and stable. I'm loving it. Now, when you made the choice, did you get a chance to try it? I know they do a lot of the demo days and give people an opportunity to get in, and I probably would suggest that for people, who, especially first-time kayak buyers, to make sure you don't make the wrong purchase. Did you get a chance to try it out before you got it? Right. I definitely would recommend a demo. I actually was looking for one, but I couldn't uh, find one close by, so I had never been in this kayak before I bought it. I went ahead and... (laughs) went for it um so yeah the first time i took it out i was a little nervous but uh i couldn't ask for a better boat all right we're talking with sarah giles one of the contestants uh, she's also a member of the salty chicks you can look for an upcoming bayou wild tv feature and on september 14th a couple of well probably three weeks from now she'll be co-hosting the radio program with us and uh, doing some radio coverage sarah thanks for chatting with us if you get hooked up and you got something give us a call back thanks don hopefully you'll be hearing from me again I hope we do, too. Good luck to you, Sarah. Thanks. There she goes, paddling off into the sunrise. All right, from there, let's jump over to the Lafayette Yacker. He was here this morning and kind enough to provide that boudin from Billy's, the smoked version. And, man, that was some excellent stuff. It got me fueled up, uh, Yacker. What's going on with you? you? You catching any fish yet, getting any bites, or seeing anything close to you? No, Don. The only thing I'm hearing is on a chase boat. The chatter is, I think they got two fish in. Uh, one they claim was about 22 pounds. Uh, Don, I'm out fishing the rocks, just uh, cut mullet and some crab, and uh, it's just it's kind of slow. Weather's nice, outgoing tide. Uh, if it doesn't get too hot, it'll be a pretty nice day to sit and fish the bottom. Now, is is bull reds kind of your thing? Uh, you you've been fishing for a while. You're active with the clubs. Uh, is that one of your top priorities for kayak fishing, or is there something else you prefer? No, it's um, you know we do it for the you know for the slams of regular redfish the slots. Uh, I've fished IFA for the past few years, and uh, we usually have our, our honey holes over on the other side of the island. And I don't know if it's a deeper passage through there that brings them in, but, um, you know, they're fun when you hook up and it keeps you going. What kind of kayak do you have? What brand and what do you like or or dislike about it? What do you look for and what do you recommend to somebody getting into kayak fishing? Okay, well, uh, I've got the Pro Anglo. I've been having it for a couple of years now. Uh, I started off with a paddle boat like everyone else does. Um, They weren't doing many demo days way back in 2009. And uh, I went through the Outback, which, of course, as you know, I'm a little bit large for an Outback. It had a built-in well for live bait when I was in it, so I gave that to my wife. Um, then I, uh, in turn, bought a Pro Angler, and it's uh, about a 38-inch beam. It's uh, very stable. Uh, you can fly fish out of it very easily. Um, it's it's an all-purpose boat. It's a little bit heavy. Uh, it's about, 100, about 152 pounds getting in and out of a pickup truck. Uh, so, But other than that, it's a very stable boat. I've been out in, in rollers offshore. Um, no problem at all. I've taken waves, breaking over. Oh, you're sitting in the, in the seat, just breaking over your chest, but not lost anything and never been in any doubt. 
Has your boat got a name? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm, you know, it, I've never been with that about going and naming anything. <laughs> you know, any, any vessels like that, it creates problems down the road, you know, especially if you get attached to it. Things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a pet. Well, you know, you've been kayaking before kayaking was cool. Did you ever think when you first got into kayaking it was going to turn out to be the, the really major boating industry that it's become? No, Don, I, I got into it because uh, I, I was retired twice. And uh, I told my wife I wanted to get back into fishing and doing something, and she says, don't bring anything home that burns gas or diesel. And so I bought a kayak. <laughs> and, yep. Good uh, exercise, and no doubt about it. it it's pretty good. It, it keeps you going. Um, I'm getting a little bit slower now in, in the oncoming years, but it's nothing in the pro angle to go 12, 15 miles a day without a problem. Right, right. Your favorite place to fish with a kayak? Oh, I would, I would imagine the Leeville area. Um, it, it's you know, there's a lot of marsh area. The, of course, the coastal erosion is hitting those guys really heavy, and there's not a whole bunch of publicity about it. You know, in the press, I mean, they talk about other areas, but um, you know, just that an area that six years ago you could barely get a 14 foot kayak in. Now is uh, you can almost push a barge through it. I mean, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I quickly, I never in my lifetime thought that I'd see erosion like this. Yeah, well, it seems to be accelerating, and hopefully we can get something turned around in that aspect. Well, Lafayette Yakka, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for delivering the boudin. You talk about it on our show every Saturday morning. I got to share some with you this morning. Thank you so much for that. Also, thanks for your kind words about our buddy Tofield that is no longer with us, and I uh, hope you'll participate in our, our celebration of Tofield's life next Saturday morning. Will do. Don, take care, and uh, good luck to everybody else out here fishing here, and hope the weather holds out first. And see you at the awards. It's going to be there. All right, my friend. Take care. That is the Lafayette Yacker, and right after this break, we have Jason joining us. Uh, Jason is uh, all the way from Melrose, Kansas. Uh, he's going to be telling us what he's doing out there and coming out of pass, if he's got any bites, got any fish, or anything close around him. We'll be back, and we're going to talk to some more of the kayak contestants out here in the 10th Annual Ride the Bull Tournament, where you're listening to live coverage on WWL 105.3 FM HD2. All right, uh, we're entering uh, our final hour of our broadcast, but the Ride the Bull is going to go on for several more hours. Two o'clock is the cutoff. Uh, Joining me now, uh, we're going to talk to Jason in just a second. Stay with us, Jason. We want to get your report on the water. Chris Lecoq, who's been working the chase boats and the way scales. uh, Give us an update on what's come in so far, Chris. Uh, I walked down there just for a quick, quick second, and there was... At the time, there was four. They just had one more fish come in. There was five fish so far that's come in. The leader is 26 pounds, a little over 26 pounds. So that's a good weight. But like I said, traditionally, it's a 30-plus pound fish that's winning this tournament. That's not saying that fish is not going to stay there the whole day. Do we know who the angler was? I didn't have We only have a number. Oh, uh, okay. So when the angler catches a fish, the chase boat takes the angler number. They're all wearing mm-hmm. a bib that's got a registered number on the back. So when it comes to the marina, they have time, caught, weight, and number. And then Vicki Holmes, who's volunteer with this event, who's kind of the brains behind the scene pretty for a lot of stuff, she'll look down on the list and say, all right, angler number whatever mm-hmm. is. And that's how they figure out who's a winner. And they'll have a leaderboard. They'll start writing names updated. 
And if you're listening right now, out there in the pass, you can go to uh, Ride the Bulls' Facebook page, and they're supposed to be putting updates periodically on the Facebook page. But I want to say something. The fish that just came in that we're watching right now in the marina, there's two guys in a boat working a chase boat, mm-hmm. and one of them is uh, Jason Toombs, who won the star a couple right. of years yeah. ago. Won the Jason. truck winner. Yeah. And then Dustin Adams, who was second place in this event, runner-up last year in this event. So that kind of goes to show you what this event is. you got two guys that have won, you know, past. One of them that's won in this event before, one of them that's won another CCA event, and they want to come out here and help out. Yeah, it's not a requirement part. of a winner. Yeah. It's just want to be part of it. They want to be part of it. They want to come volunteer their time. And I think that that's kind of a testament to what this mm-hmm. event is. It's everyone wants to get a hand in who's here and help out do something. It's a different event in so many ways. All right, uh, we're going to get you to talk about we got some winners for the photo contest to announce. But first, let me get to Jason. He's out there in the past somewhere. Hey, Jason, what's going on with you out there? Hey, doing pretty good so far this morning. How are you? Good, good. So one of these fish that we saw come in was yours? No, no, sir. Not yet but uh, hopefully soon. Have you had any bites? Anything tickling your bait? Uh, no, I've had uh, I've seen some bait busting on the water out here. I'm right out in the, in the mouth, uh, but I haven't seen anybody actually around me hook up yet. Uh, but we've got a good current line, so I think, I think they will come. Now, what kind of bait are you using, Jason? Um, I'm using a couple different things. I use uh, live crabs. And I also am using cut mullet. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us about your kayak. What model do you have, and what is it you like about it or don't like about it? Yeah. Uh, so I've got a, a Hobie Outback. It's a couple years old. Um, I mean, it's all set up with the fish finder. And today I've got my bigger turbo fins in, make it a little easier pedaling out here. Uh, what I like about it, I really like the marsh fish. I like the sight fish. Uh, and this, this boat is very maneuverable. It's also stable. Uh, so even when you come out here in a little bit of waves, uh, it's a great boat. Uh, if, if I'm in shallow water, I'll see in it. I wouldn't trust myself today out here. But uh, when I'm in the, up in the marsh, stand in it and do a little fight fishing, give your back a little bit of a rest. So it's, a, it's been a great boat. I've actually got a couple Hobies and uh, uh, probably – down the, down the road, if they come out 360 for the Outback, I'll probably look at that one sometime. So. Well, there's a lot of Hobies out here. It's a very popular yeah. Uh, model. Yeah, they are. There's they're, a lot of them. They're good boats. Oh, yeah, they're good boats and catch a lot of fish. So, Do you use it up in Kansas? I'm actually from uh, Columbia, Missouri. I have got a Oh, Kansas okay. Uh, for some code. reason, your phone came up as Kansas. Okay. Yeah, well, old, old habits die hard. I've had that since I was uh, in college, and uh, I've been in Columbia, Missouri now since 2006. So, Right. So you're the one who's an- celebrating an anniversary this weekend. Right? <laughs> oh, did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, yeah, at least you're of... celebrating it. I'm not so sure oh, yeah. about your better half. <laughs> yeah, well... I've sent her some flowers, and we'll uh, we'll do something fun when I get back into town. But yesterday was our uh, 11th anniversary, and uh, she's a you know she's a sweetheart of a lady, letting me come down here and and fish this rodeo again. So 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. She's a good one to let you go. Well, Jason, yep, we're going to let you go. Good luck to you. Give us a holler right. back if you hook up on something and uh, keep listening because we can update the boy in just a second. Thanks again for okay. coming right. here That's and it. participating. We appreciate it. All right. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good day. All right. Now we have Rad Trasher, the director who's been working on a uh, chase boat this morning since 7 o'clock when it officially started. Rad, you with us? I'm here. All right. What can you tell us so far? Well, we've seen a few fish come in. Look like, I think, 26 maybe the top end right now. That's what I just was told. I think we've got seven fish so far. You know, it's been a slow start. We've had a lot of black drum caught, uh, which obviously don't don't work for the tournament, but make, make for a fun, uh, a, a fun ride out in the past. A lot of those going. So the fish are there. Look, we had a lot of people catch them in the afternoon yesterday. Um, and so it's just a matter of when do they turn on. So, you know, I just noticed um, there's one of the catch boats. I think it's one of Tofield's guys, and he has already made two, maybe three trips in. And being that you've got these guys zoned off, it seems like he's happened to be working the hot spot. He is. uh, That is Captain Maurice Dockan. Okay. Uh, That's Captain Maurice Dockan. And all of them actually are sporting bourgeois uh, charter shirts uh, just out of tribute to Tofield. But, uh, yeah, he's brought in, and I think he just brought in the leader right now that's at 26.5 or so uh, fish. So he's definitely in the hot spot. But, you know, it's been funny. We've had uh, probably an even mix. I mean, half of them have come from the Gulf side uh, of the pass, and then the other half have come from what the locals call the craft, which is on the far other end of the boundary. So, uh, you know, it's kind of anybody's game at this point. As far as the conditions, uh, the, the tide range, it's, it seems to be dropping right now. Do you think this is optimum conditions from what you've seen in years past for the bulls to be in there and some really good weights to come in? I, I do. I mean, you know, I think everything is right. Part of the reason we schedule this tournament right now, you know, at this weekend is because of good tides and, and the bulls should be here. Uh, like I said, we know they are from, from all the guys that went out yesterday afternoon. Uh, so we're going to see it at some point. It's just a matter is is it you know at eight o'clock or at you know noon? Who knows? Uh, you know, after ten years, we we've we've learned that you never know when it's going to happen. But when it does, uh, you know, a handful of schools come in and it, it gets real busy real quick. You know, we were talking with you earlier about the places where the tagged redfish from Star were caught, and it was a, a real scattering of the fish. They were coming from all different parts of the state. Uh, do you have in memory where a lot of the winning fish came from in this? Was it close up to the bridge? Was it closer to the mouth? Was it on the east side or the west side, dead center, or has it been all over the charts too? Uh, uh, so we're talking about for Ride the Bull or for Star? <laughs> ride, ride the Bull. Yeah, for Ride okay. the Bull. Uh, so it is really a, a mixture. Last year I caught, uh, I picked up the first and second place fish, and they came from basically the middle of the pass on the Chenier side. Uh, I think the winter before that was on the Gulf side, and then we've had a handful of winners like Brock Miller, um, who actually is now with the Backpacker. He was um, in what we call the crack. So it, it, it truly is a guessing game, um, and, and also you know it's not like a, a regular fishing tournament where you got to go find the best spot. Um, you really just need to be lucky too. Um, where those schools go, you never know what what path they're going to take coming through the pass, but. Uh, when they do, we, we've got almost 700 boats out there, so uh, somebody's going to find 
have you kept records of what baits caught wind and fish in the past? What baits? Baits with a B. Oh, like baits. was it crabs? Uh, was sorry. it mullet? <laughs> it's also, once again, all over the board. We've had mullet, crack crab, live crab. Uh, we had a winter on shrimp before, which usually is just a catfish attractant. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but uh, it all, truly all over the board. And I think that's part of what makes this so much fun is because it truly is luck. You know, the, the skill comes in and landing it and staying upright in the kayak. Um, but, the, but the hooking the fish, it's, it's right place, right time. Well, as far as uh, the, the, the way the tournament went off as the start and what's come in so far and uh, the conditions, uh, how are you going to rate this one so far? So far, it's been fantastic. We're almost at a record-breaking crowd. Uh, it seems like the weather is is is, uh, is working out for us. We were very nervous early in the week, but uh, you know, it, it looks like we're going to be in good shape at least for the next couple of hours. And uh, so, so far, so good. I mean, this is this is the tenth anniversary, and it's by far one of the best for sure. Uh, hopefully, we just see a lot of fish here in the next uh, next few minutes. Well, you know how that can be. You know, there'll be a rush, and it might only take 30 or 40 minutes, but there could be a huge school comes in and several boats hook up, and the board changes all around, and you never know when it's going to happen. That's part of the excitement. That, that's, that's true. You know, one of our buddies uh, from Marucci had a very good quote. He asked, he asked me if there were dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour uh, earlier. So it shows you it was slow, um, it, 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 you know, but it's going to pick up. It, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of waiting it out. Well, I'll tell you, I saw a couple of good things from my vantage point up here on the balcony. Uh, there was a, a, a young couple, I don't know, it was husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, but they kind of let the whole field clear out, and it was obvious she was an inexperienced kayaker, and he was bringing her along, showing the ropes, and she was doing just fine, headed out to the pass, and that's really rewarding to see that. And then I saw a guy had a, a, a malfunction because he, he had the wrong paddle. He had like a little three-and-a-half-foot paddle, and he was going side to side and not forward. And so I think he died up to the dock, and he came in here looking to buy a, a, a regular kayak paddle. So I think he learned a lesson. But a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff going on here today. Absolutely, and the day is, is very young. You yes, hear it a is. A lot stories. of stories. Well, we're going to be here on the air for another 30 minutes, so if anything exciting happens or information you need to get out to the, the kayak contestants, because a lot of them are listening, let us know and we'll pass it along. You got it. Thanks, Don. We appreciate you being All here. Right. And uh, if you want to wrap right before you close, uh, Doug, give me a call. We will do that. Thank you, Rad. That is Rad Trasher, the director for this event, to ride the bull and doing a heck of a job. He's out on one of those catch boats, or chase boats, as they call them. All right, I have been given the names of two winners of our photo contest from Bayou Wild TV. When I come back from this break, we'll announce those, and we're going to track down some more of those contestants and get live reports from them on the water in this 10th annual Ride the Bull Fishing Tournament at Bridgeside Marina. You're listening to it on WWL 105.3 FM HD2 or maybe at radio.com or on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. We'll be right back. All right, we have uh, Brandon joining us. We'll get to him. He's out on the water, one of our contestants, but I've also got some text messages to catch you up on. Uh, I got this message in from Chris Basie. He said to tell Chris, and uh, he's not here right now, but I will. Uh, he knows how he feels. He spends hours editing his little videos, and that's not including 
the field work. You can only imagine making a whole TV show. Everyone involved in Bayou Wild does a great job. Keep it up, guys. Uh, you're exactly right. Chris is, uh, works tirelessly on that show. And I've got a theory about television production. I uh, haven't been in it for 20 years. The more time you put in it, the better product you get out of it. There is no question about it. All right, I've also got this in the current leader. For those of you who are out fishing right now, 26.8 pounds. I do not have the angler's name, but that was brought in recently. And in the last uh, 20 minutes, we've kind of had a little bit of a rush. I think we've got about seven or eight bull reds that are brought in right now. Let's talk to Brandon, see if one of those fish happens to be his. Hey, Brandon, is one of those redfish that came in yours? Hey, Don, I sure wish it was because I ain't caught nothing but a suntan. <laughs> uh, any bites at all? Uh, well, you know, the gentleman that uh, that's right by me, uh, he landed one pretty early, and then uh, and I got a couple other guys floating around me right here. I got a doctor right next to me trying to give me a prostate exam is what he said, but I don't know about all of that. <laughs> no, be careful of that, especially if you see both of his hands when he's administering the, the test. I do. Listen, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, you know, you must be in that hot zone because I've seen the same catch boat come in here maybe three times. So, you know, you got to stay alert. Sounds like you're in the zone and just a matter of time before you get bit. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I got some live bait on there. I'm watching the drag bottom. So I see my the tip, ride tip uh, flexing a little bit and gets me all excited. But, uh, you know, having fun out here. You know, this is my third time riding the bull. And uh, it's all about having a little bit of fun on my day off. So. And what bait is you are you using? Uh, I got a, a live finger mullet. I uh, also got a little cut bait on there right now. Uh, caught me a little sand trout this morning in the cast net. So uh, chopped him up, got him dangling in the water a little bit, just trying to see what I can get hit on. Gotcha, gotcha. Tell me about your kayak. What model do you have? Does it have a name? And what do you like or not like about it? Uh, I got a crazy one. I got one that's called a Viking. Uh, when I was oh, researching yeah. kayaks, se- yeah, several years ago, uh, they make these out of New Zealand. I used to live in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and fish out uh, right around Cameron, out towards the jetty. So uh, it's a real good boat for uh, for offshore and the surf, and uh, it handles real well, tracks real well. But I tell you what, when I launched, I'm on the furthest point, uh, and I tell you what, it was a little paddle this morning. So I'm kind of just relaxing, trying to catch my breath now. Right, and then uh, tell me what's your, your, your strategy once you hook the redfish and you set the hook. What does you find the easiest way to get a bull in and then get the catch boat over and get it to them? Don, I, I'm relying more on luck than strategy. Shoot, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck to you, Brandon. I uh, hope you, you end up scoring. you still got a long way to go. A lot of fish out there, a lot of time to get in on it. That'll work, Don. Appreciate you calling in, man. Okay. Be careful with that doctor. He sounds kind of shady, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's leaving now. I think I'll be all right. (laughs) Great. Thanks again, Brandon. Good luck to you. Take care. That's Brandon out there. All right. Let's see. We got some more text coming in. Uh, This one says, uh, oh, I guess it was on a comment about what we uh, are going to put on the air on Bayou Wild, our season three. It says, uh, you should show the airport scene. I heard you explain it yesterday. And totally ridiculous. If I ever have to fly, I'll never fly Delta. Well, my uh, horrendous, our horrendous episode was with United Airlines. And if I had a choice of any other airline going to the same place, I'm with you. You'll never fly Delta. I'll never fly United. And we came back on Delta, and I've flown Delta for years. And I got to tell you personally, I've never had a problem. But I think all of them 
uh, have their, their flaws. And if you listen to that program I hosted yesterday, uh, if you didn't hear it, I was guest hosting for Newell Norman. Uh, he was attending Nancy Parker's funeral. He needed a day off and asked if I'd come in. And that was one of the topics we talked about because when I did have all that problem with our flight to Alaska, uh, I found out so many other people are having problems, and more so than it's, it's like a trend. I think it's actually getting worse and better, and uh, we will uh, actually, you know, probably pursue that and, and check up on it. All right, I also have someone that has a problem with the transmission that listening to the program on the phone and says he's never had a problem streaming before, but it cuts in and out every minute, and he needs to tap the phone for it to continue. Any ideas what's the issue? Being you're tapping the phone and then it kicks in again, you might have some kind of an issue with the phone rather than with the transmission of it because I haven't heard anyone else say that. All right, so uh, let's see. That's our text message. We're catching up with you again. If you're just tuning in, the current leader, 26.8 pounds. That is the leading fish right now, but a long way to go. And Sarah Giles is back on. I hope she's got some good news. Sarah, what can you tell us? <laughs> um, nothing yet, but uh, I think I think I can beat 26 pounds. You know, there's still plenty of time. Absolutely. Are you in that zone where the fish are being caught? Uh, have they been close to you where they were landed? No, they haven't been. Um, I'm seeing some chase boats moving around, though, so uh, it looks like things might be picking up on my end. Yeah, well, it seems like we've seen the same boat come in maybe three or four times, So, and if they've given zones that they work, well, wherever that, that boat is working, that seems to be the hot spot, so you might want to Maybe consider making a move into that zone if you can locate it. And, of course, you know how that goes. You'll move, and then somebody will take your spot and catch a big red right where you are. That's the way this thing works. Right. That's the fun of ride the bull. I'm, uh, I'm thinking of making a move here pretty soon because, yeah, once those schools come through, it's, it's mayhem. And if you're in the right spot, uh, that's how you do it. You know, one thing I forgot to ask you when we had you on before, do you have a name for your kayak? I do have a name for my kayak. So my original uh, little 10-footer, Mr. Eddie, down at uh, Pornishank Kayak Rentals, he named it the Flower Pot because he told me it looked like something that was uh, in my grandma's garden overgrown with weeds <laughs> and wild onions, and I flipped it over oh. and decided to fish in it. A planner, and huh? so Okay. Yeah, and so now this... Uh, Nubo is the flower pot 2.0, and he actually uh, he surprised ah. me and put some decals on it. I love it. I love it. That uh, shows a lot of creativity. The flower pot 2.0, we'll remember that. Yep. Well, Sarah, good luck to you. I hope it uh, turns out to work out for you and you make a move and you catch a fish and get it weighed in. You know, you do. You know, you fish several of these and you still haven't got one. You know, the odds are in your favor. Right, I think so. Thanks uh, thanks for the vote of confidence. It's anyone's game, so plenty of time. All right. Thanks, Sarah, again. Uh, hang in there. Thanks, Don. Okay, take care. All right, that is Sarah Giles, and if you tune in on September 14th, she'll be sitting in with us, co-hosting the radio program. It's going to be a great show. Uh, those duck hunting shows, I love that when we take you out to the duck blind and you actually hear the ducks calling, the the callers, and then you hear the dogs hitting the water, and, oh, man, it's just so much excitement. It really brings it brings it into perspective and uh, into life. All right, while we're waiting for our next uh, reporters to tell us what's going on at the tournament, a couple things I did want to pass along to you. Uh, the dove hunt, 
uh, that we generally have. We called it Don's Dove Day Afternoon at uh, the Poplarville location, Crane Creek Shooting Preserve. Lance Ladner is the host. Here's the deal. 150 bucks barbecue lunch. That's about 11.30 after everybody eats and uh, tells a lot of lies. They make the move out to the field around 2 o'clock. And then when the doves get flying, everybody takes their shots and uh, sends the dogs out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Lance had to make a decision. Uh, This year, the calendar falls really weird, and they're having the opening day of Mississippi on Sunday as opposed to a Saturday in order to get it in early on September the 1st as opposed to September the 7th. Uh, Lance has been monitoring his fields. He says that the birds are... uh, They've been scattered. Some days there's plenty there. Other days following the rains, they move out. Uh, he's he's taking registrations. He's got a list of people who want to hunt, uh, and he's going to keep them posted right up to the day before. We Next Saturday morning, uh, you know, but the day before the hunt, we'll make an announcement after I talk to him, and by then I'm sure he'll make a decision. If he does not have it on next Sunday, he will have it the following Saturday, September the 7th. So it, it would be to your advantage to get in on the list. And so in case it gets oversold, uh, at least you'll have it for the September 7th instead of the September 1st. Uh, give out his number one more time. It is 601-916-6873. That's 601-916-6873. And i got to tell you, that's a bargain, 150 bucks for an all-day dove shoot plus a barbecue lunch. Can't go wrong with that. Good people up there, too. Met a lot of nice people and a lot of people that come year after year. Uh, you're welcome to bring your dog if you want to get your retriever out there, too. All right. Also want to pass this along to you. It was announced yesterday. Louisiana red snapper season uh, will close effective the Sunday after uh, Sunday of Labor Day weekend. It will not be open on the Monday, the Labor Day holiday. It will be closed. Uh, that's when they estimate that our harvest quota for the year 2019 will be reached. If, in fact, when the final numbers come in, there is an underfishing situation where we did not max out at the harvest quota and there's an appreciable number still out there, things could go wrong with weather-wise and keep people from going out. And, you know, it's it's, it's very close, but it's not an exact science. Uh, they could extend it into uh, later in the fall and, get a couple extra days to go out and maximize the catch. But I, I think if you're an offshore fisherman, particularly like to fish red snapper, you got to be happy with the La Creole program. It has given us so much more opportunity to get out there and pursue those red snapper. All right, so that being said, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll try to catch up with a couple of more of our anglers. And also, we're going to get a final report from the director, Rad Trasher. He's out on a chase boat right now. And uh, also, we'll check our text message board. If you want to shoot us a text, it's 87870. If you want to call in, those kayakers out there, if you got some action or something to report, 504-260-6368. I'm Don Dubuque. Good Saturday morning from the beautiful Bridgeside Marina Upper Balcony. We'll be right back. And welcome back in, and uh, we got Jason going to be joining us again, uh, our friend from Columbia, Missouri, see if he's got an update for us. Uh, I'm getting back to the text board, and I've got this text in. It says, uh, Don, I've been listening through the phone all morning. No issues. I agree. Sounds like the listener's phone. That's from our friend David listening to us in Mobile, Alabama. Um, And then I have the same caller said the transmission cutout is not because of his phone. His laptop and the phone are 20 feet apart. Internet is not set up on the cell phone. Uh, what you may try, maybe the particular stream that you're using has got some intermittent transmission problems. 
Uh, what I would suggest, if you're listening on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, why don't you try using the Radio.com app and pull it in through that and see if that smooths it out, or vice versa. If you're using the Radio.com app and you're not getting good streaming transmission, try my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Just a guess on my part, but that may take care of your reception problems. All right, let's get to Jason. Uh, he's one of our contestants. He made the trip all the way from Columbia, Missouri, on his anniversary weekend to fish in this ride, the bull. I hope you didn't make this trip for nothing, Jason. Tell me you got a fish. <laughs> well, not yet, but I'll tell you what, I do have a little nibble going on, so maybe the catfish are starting to come in. Maybe the bull will be <laughs> behind them, you know? So... Not yet, buddy, but uh, I did see a chase boat running out towards Elmer's Island about five minutes ago, so maybe somebody got one over there. Either that or a rescue mission. We'll find out. Or a rescue mission. Yeah, I've seen seen one or two of those, but, uh, you know, that's part of the tournament, you know? Now, this is not your first tournament or your first rodeo, if you want to use that term. (laughs) Uh, You've caught redfish before, the bulls here? Yeah, yeah, I've I've been fishing this for the last seven years, and I think four four years ago I placed seventh. And so, so what was the? Do you remember the weight on it on the one you caught? Yeah, I think my I think my fish was between like twenty eight point six pounds, somewhere between twenty eight and twenty nine. Yeah, that must have been a good year to to put that in seventh <laughs> place. You'd yeah, be the leader right yeah. now, but it's it's early in the day. I think we got a 26.8, okay. and uh, we're going to be getting an, an update from Rad in just a moment. Um, yeah. So about how many have you caught over the seven years? Uh, a handful, three, four, you know, uh-huh. dozens of cat, dozens of catfish, you know. Uh, but that that was the biggest one, you know, I've caught. Yeah. Uh, I've caught oh. a black drum out here before. Uh, I was all excited until I saw, saw what it was, you know. But, yeah, uh, but, you know, a black drum pulls, you get the fight out of them, and you certainly don't have the, the meat that you do. You know, black drums no, are yeah. pretty nasty oh, yeah. when they get oh, that yeah. size. Yeah, but, but uh, you, you, don't win a, you don't want a kayak for a black drum. No, you, know you don't. I mean? No. <laughs> well, maybe we can get Brad to change that. Maybe we can yeah, give him a consolation kayak. So. Maybe one of those little uh, small plastic ones we can do for uh for black drum winners, you know. There you go. There you go. Take pity on the guy from Missouri. <laughs> well, Jason, uh, good luck. I hope things turn for you. You're starting to get a little bite. Maybe it'll be a bug bull red and really enjoy yeah. talking with you. And if I don't get to Appreciate see you, I hope I get to see you here next year. All right. We'll be back. Have a good day. Thanks, Jason. All righty. And from Jason, somewhere out there in Caminata Pass, we go to the chase boat for the director, Rad Trasher. Rad, what can you tell us? Anything changing out there? You got Chris. You don't have Rad. Rad's, uh, oh, okay, Chris. On the well, you're on the Rad boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Anything Rad boat. Anything changing? No, Rad Any and I updates? right now are... Uh, I think a few more fish have come in. I checked the Facebook page about 10 minutes ago, and I think they might have had about eight or nine million so far, so couple more have come in but that 26.8 is still right there at the top Mm-hmm. and which zone are you in what part of the pass are you in? we just came all the way to the boundary right where the common pass opens up to the Gulf of Mexico I really came out here to uh, check out the wave situation see if it's not getting too rough out here and uh it's I guess not too bad we got a fair amount of people out here that are anchored up 
hadn't seen any fish yet from this boat. I just heard you talking to uh, Jason about the, the black drum. And uh, I've been joking to Rad for years. I said they need to open that gas top and hardhead to this uh, tournament. You might you might get a lot more interest for gas top and hardhead. Oh, I know you would. I don't. I don't think the way the way scales would like all that slime on their scale, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd have to get an appropriate uh, award for those categories too. You know, it would be a good award. The Mar- the Marucci uh, the Marucci bonk the bat. That'd be a great award for that category. Yeah, they work great on a hardhead. They'll split that hardhead in a heartbeat. <laughs> Uh, I got a message for you. Came in on a text board too. Uh, it's from another Chris. It says, "Hey Don, it's Chris Basie. Tell Chris I know how he feels. He heard you talking about the production and the, the shooting. He says I spend hours editing my little videos, and that's not including the field work. I can only imagine making a whole TV show." Everyone in the Bayou Wild Show does a great job. Keep it up, guys. So you need to give uh, Chris Basie some encouragement there, you know, and I guess the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah, you you really, the more you do it, you start to learn to shoot less video. I'll say you edit while you're shooting. You learn to uh, get only the shots you need, but sometimes you can't always do that. But definitely keep it up. That's the, the way the video is going. It's becoming more easier every day for people to figure out how to do it on their own. So I definitely encourage if, if anybody wants to play around with shooting their own videos, put them out there. All you can do is get better every time you do it. You know, I don't remember who it was, but earlier this morning I was having a conversation and, and your name came up about the video, the documentary that you produced, and, and they were very perceptive and they noticed that uh, when you went out, you had in mind what you were shooting and what you needed. And that's another tip for, for Chris. You know, it's uh, you go out there when, and you've got a vision of what I want to get and you make it a goal to get that particular shot or... It can work the other way. I've worked with some photographers, and I know when they tell me I've got an incredible shot, I try to write the story to go with that, to keep it in line. And, and that's a, a really good tip for somebody like Chris Basie who feels like he's overwhelmed, you know, with all that different video he's got. That's a way to trim it down and, and actually improve your shooting. Yeah, that's something that we always try to do at Bayou Isle is we, we sort of have a story in mind before we even get there. When we're planning, adventure we're going on, we always have a story in mind, and it it yeah, doesn't always work Yeah, whether it's a technique out. or yeah, it could be a technique, it could be an angle, but uh, you, you kind of narrow the focus of your, your your topic or your feature, and it makes it easier. It gives you something to work towards and kind of trims it all down. Chris, are you on the boat with Rad? I am. Well, we got him joining us, too, so let's go ahead and bring Rad in here to the conversation with Chris Lecock and I. Hey, Rad. I don't think you have Rad. Uh, according to my screen, we have Rad. Oh, Is he on the phone? Not, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm right here. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we could have just handed the phone over about, to him. You could have saved right. the line open. Well, well, we have uh, about three and a half minutes before we wrap up our broadcast. So if you would, kind of give us the, the final report there, Rad. So the final report is it's been a slow morning, uh, but we've we got a 
a handful of fish that are already on the board, and uh, I expect to see a whole lot more. But uh, thankfully, the weather is warmed out, and uh, we're expecting a, a good rest of the day. I wish you could join us for the rest of it, Don, but uh, we appreciate you coming. Uh, folks, check us out on Facebook uh, and on Instagram under RTB10, as well as uh, our actual pages. You will see all kinds of photos uh, from the Act Drive folks, Rex and him, and the whole bunch that will be uh, posting, you know, everything from the costume contest to fish to, you know, the sunrise. You got it. You name it. They'll have photos of them. We've got tons of camera guys out here. And it uh, should be a fun rest of the day. Uh, do you have a date set for RTB 11? <laughs> I, I do not, but I would expect it to be the exact same weekend unless we see something uh, crazy in the tide, in the future tide forecast. But this is kind of the staple weekend, you know, right before Labor Day. It's kind of slow time in Grand Isle where uh, we, we can take over Bridgeside in the past. Uh, I've seen a few of our buddies that are guides this morning, like Frank and Grant Hillman, and they're all just shaking their heads at me. <laughs> so we can't do this too, too often in the summer. All right. Well, y'all enjoy the rest of the day. Congratulations on a successful tournament. Regardless of the size of the fish that come in, I think everybody's going to leave here having a great time and, and glad that they did come here. And I certainly am and glad that we made this at least part of our programming and look forward to doing it again next year. Thanks again, Rad. You're doing a great job with this event. Thanks, Doc. All right, there they go, Rad Trasher on the chase boat. All right, this is going to wrap up our broadcast. We've been out here since 5 a.m. this morning. Enjoyed every minute of it. Thanks for your participation and texting in. And uh, Next week, I want to remind you, it's going to be a very special broadcast, kind of a different nature. Uh, this week, we, we lost uh, one of our legends of Louisiana fishing world, uh, Captain Tofio Bourgeois. If you have not heard, unfortunately, he lost his life in a a seaplane accident returning from what he did enjoy most, and that was taking customers out to the Chandelier Islands and fishing. Uh, next week at this time, between 5 and 9, uh, the whole four hours is going to be dedicated to celebrating the life of Tofio Bourgeois. We hope to hear from his colleagues, his, his staff that works there. Uh, hopefully we can get his family members to come in, and, and then we certainly want you to participate by calling in and talking about Tofield, telling us uh, some stories, some memories, uh, any encounters you had with the guy, a very unique individual, loved by so many people, and just a, a real family guy and very talented and, and very professional man as well as an excellent businessman. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank Doug Christian back at the Mothership, getting our callers and texters in and out, getting us in and out. We're at the Bridgeside Marina. We're up on the balcony getting ready to break it on down and head on out of here. We'll be here for a while. So if you're coming by, stop by and say hello. And by all means, join us next week for that special celebration of Tofio Bourgeois' life right here on More Outdoors on WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.